When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a show in season three. If you didn't know, we included the Dean. Wiggler and Jazz. Here till it ends. Meet up to pass or fail. Dream Dale with all of our friends. The brightest timeline's here to shine the way. Community building is here to stay. Welcome back to Community Building. I am Jess Sterling, as always. Uh, since I'm doing the intro, you could probably tell Josh Wiggler is still on vacation. He is not here, but that's okay. We shall soldier on without him. It is Christmas in July today, as we're talking about season three, episode 10 of community regional holiday music. And of course, I'm not alone. I had to be joined by somebody who is much more well-versed in musical knowledge than myself. Uh, so I brought on the one, the only, Adam H. to talk about this episode. Adam, how are you? Jess, I'm doing so good, but I am only here to do one thing. Truly only one thing. Oh, no. And that is to convince you to join my show choir so we can compete at regionals. <laughs> and this is how I'm going to do it. Oh, <laughs> I reckon some folks like the show Cause it's super funny I don't even know if this is being picked up right, but it's fine But it's really cause Josh and Jess, they're so funny Cause I Two, three, four, really wanna compete in the show when it comes down to dancing, there's only one thing I know. You've got to put your whole self in the fight. If you 
want a chance at holding that trophy high. There is no doubt we'll earn our cloud, for show choir is oh so devout. There is no doubt we'll earn our cloud, they'll find out just what we're about. Don't get it wrong, I made this song, but you at home can sing along. It won't be dull when we are full, because we will win regionals, because we will win regionals. Woo! <laughs> that was so amazing! We're going to win regionals, Jess. I know we can do it. I believe in us. Oh we got this. That was so great. Uh, for those of you who feel like that tune maybe sounded slightly familiar... Uh, go check out the D&D musical, the first one of its kind, uh, to hear a different rendition of that song. That was amazing. Um, this, see, this is why you had to come out for the musical episode. Because <laughs> you got the ukulele, you're just like ready to go, coming in hot. Always ready to go, always coming in hot. Uh, if, if I am known for nothing else in this world, let it be that I am, am ready and coming in hot, truly. <laughs> yes. Um, so you've been on before. You came on for season two, talked a little bit about your experience with community. But this episode specifically, you requested like, it had to be over a year ago. It was a really long time ago. And tell me like why why this specific episode you wanted to talk about. It was a really long time ago, Jess, because we had been talking uh, during s season one uh, yeah. of like, okay, I'm gonna, I want to come on the podcast. What are we gonna do? Eventually, we decided the the opener of season two. But the first thing that I had asked, you were like, "What episode do you want to come on?" And I was like, "This one." And you were like, "But Adam, that's like a year and a half away." That's season yeah, three, and I was like, "It doesn't matter. Like that is the one." Um, Jess, this is, like I said before last time I was on, Community is one of my favorite shows. It makes me laugh audibly almost every time I watch it. It's just so fun um, and it's so rewatchable. But not only is it like one of my favorite shows, this particular episode might be my favorite episode of television full stop. Oh my gosh. I think High like breeze, yeah. start to finish, this is so well done in all of the ways. It makes me laugh. It makes me smile. I'm grooving to the songs. I just love it so much. It's really well done. And I think it is, it's one of those episodes that very much speaks to the time that it came out, right? Like it, it came out early December, 2011. A Glee was at like the height of its oh, fame. Yeah. We we talked about it a little bit on this podcast in terms of like their, it, the one-sided rivalry uh, that Dan Harmon felt with Glee of just like the, the numbers that Glee was doing, right? How big that show blew up and how they were always just like punching up at Glee whenever they made fun of them this episode is like the epitome of making fun of glee it is a pretty much straight parody of an episode of glee were you someone who watched glee when it was on back in 2011 just you think i was someone that watched glee back when it was on it's okay so i'm of two minds i know you're a huge musical theater guy like i know you're very much into the musical theater but glee feels like something that either you didn't watch or like you hate watched so i can't, I can't quite peg which it would be um but it, it i mean you like musical theater so i feel like that would track but i don't know if this is if glee is your style of show um okay so i've watched every single episode of glee uh there you go. and i certainly did watch it while it was on although i didn't like keep watching it while i was on it i went back afterwards and watched the last couple of seasons um 
I don't know if hate watched is the right at word. At a certain point, I feel like you had to have Certainly, hate watched it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every, you can't even tell me that like anyone who genuinely watched it like didn't hate watch it at some point. Um, but I was like a very genuine fan. Uh, I'm you no know, definitely not here to comment on any of the people's current lives or situations. You yeah. know, far be it from any of that. We're here to talk about community, but I certainly watched Glee um and I enjoyed it and I love uh, I love that the show is able to like take those punches and have it still be something where like I enjoyed the concept of Glee. I enjoyed the musical theater elements of it. And I loved that they were punching at it, even though I watched Glee and like was a fan of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just really appreciated that. They did it so well, too. Uh, I just loved it. Yeah, it it has it has so many moments where you're like, oh my gosh, this feels. And I didn't see all of Glee. I fell off at a certain point. I couldn't even tell you when I fell off. I just I know I watched like a few seasons and then I lost interest. Um, I really loved like I'm I'm that person who like loved a mashup. Like they make fun mm. of mashups very early on in this episode, and I loved a mashup. Something about a mashup spoke to my heart. Um, the thong song. Do you remember when they did the thong song yes. on Glee? Loved that. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Um, but yeah, I this this episode does a really great job at like poking fun at Glee in a very gleeful way, right? Like, uh, and I feel like choosing it for like using it as a way to do a Christmas episode is also genius. I think we've we've already talked about seasons one and two and they were Christmas episodes. Um, I feel like. I don't know. Community doesn't do a Christmas episode wrong. All three are spectacular. The first three, I should say, are, very, are spectacular. Um, do you have, is this, I'm assuming this is your favorite of, of the three that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, certainly. Um, I, you know, I like the other two, like you said, they're all really good, but I think just like their ability to kind of thread in the Christmas elements of these songs while also like making it a compelling story uh, it was so good. And it's like, I'm not going to say it was low hanging fruit to use like the Christmas music aesthetic um but it was very juicy fruit and i ate it up (laughs) i think it makes sense though because the thing about christmas songs is everyone knows them right like you know all the words to like every christmas song it doesn't matter if you're christian if you celebrate christmas you if you walk into a store in like let's face it october nowadays Mm -hmm. you're hearing these songs and so you know them so it's super easy for them to to parody them and to have people sing like sing along at least so what they think it's going to be. Um, but yeah, this this episode is absolutely fantastic. That was I was just curious what you were going to say, because we did have a little bit of a debate in our patron discord. If you want to become a member, postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon. Uh, you can join us there. We have our own little channel where we talk about community and people were deciding whether or not which of the first three seasons or cr- Christmas episodes um throughout seasons one two and three are the best. Obviously, you have the first, which kind of sets things off in motion where um it's like it's December 9th, you know. That's the whole Christmas shtick that episode where Shirley's trying to like recruit everybody. Uh season two, you have Abed's uncontrollable Christmas and claymation, and then we have the sing-along in, in this episode. So it's really hard. I think they're all brilliant. I think my heart would choose Abed's uncontrollable Christmas. But if I'm looking if I'm looking for like a heartfelt episode, I'd go there. If I'm looking to laugh really hard, I'd, I'd go here, I think, instead. Yeah, I think both season two and season three of the Christmas episodes probably make it in my top 10 overall community episodes. But like I said, this is 
I think this is like the best episode of television full stop. So it's certainly the best episode of community. Yeah. It's so great. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get to talking. Um, we've already heard if you, uh, if you want to hear Josh's thoughts on this episode, we did talk about it once upon a time when we were patron only back in the day. Uh, we lumped seasons two and three together. No one, two and three. Gosh, I don't even remember now it's in the patron feed. If you want to go listen to it. Uh, so he has seen this episode. He has talked about it. If you want to hear his thoughts, uh, while he's away on vacay. Um, but let's let's jump into the episode after this quick commercial break. We will be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we are back. Uh, of course, the director is Anthony Russo of this episode because, again, a genius, right? Like every good episode, it's like, which Russo brother directed this episode of Community? Um, aired in December 2011. We start off with them in the cafeteria. The human being is covered in icicles. And Abed, I love that a lot of the Christmas episodes are through Abed's eyes because he is very much into Christmas and like he wants to celebrate with his friends. And I feel like it's interesting that both seasons two and three Christmas episodes have Abed being like the main guy grouping everyone together. And I, it's very much like his perspective too, right? Like everyone else kind of in the main cast has these different ideas of what Christmas means to them or, you know, some kind of commercialized or overly, you know, uh, proselytized version of Christmas. Whereas Abed is very much just focused on, I want to spend time with my friends around the holidays. And he wants to, yeah. you know, watch Inspector Space Time and just like hang out, which is super awesome. Yeah, the 1981 Inspector Space Time holiday special 
I feel like yes, the runtime is two and a half hours, critically reviled after it aired, and the creator had his knighthood revoked because of it. <laughs> this feels like a poke. I don't know if it is, but it feels like a poke at that like Star Wars Christmas special that I've heard is absolute trash. I myself am not like a Star Wars person, so I don't know for sure. But it feels like that's an homage, even though obviously Inspector Space Time is like a Doctor Who situation. Yeah, I, I certainly am not the person to talk to about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, not uh, the two people that should be weighing in on this I at do all. love Doctor Who and the Doctor Who Christmas specials are, uh, you know, at least as of late, spectacular. So Okay, so those are good. So, okay, so then it makes me feel even more that it was probably a poke at Star Wars. Um, and so Troy is like, yeah, I really want to, but I have to spend the holiday with my relatives. Uh, they were, and obviously they're Jehovah's Witness, so they refuse to acknowledge that it's Christmas. And Shirley, of course, like this is where we get a different version of Shirley, right? Like it's almost as if nothing has happened between seasons one and three, where season one, she's trying to pull in her friends to like convert them to Christianity and celebrate Christmas, where she's just like, oh, you Jehovah's Witnesses, you're so severe. Andre and I are going to be spending Christmas giving gifts to the more persuadable of our Jewish friends, which to which Annie is just like, listen, like having your pastor come to my door is not going to persuade me of anything. Like, please stop. Like how many times, Shirley, does Annie have to tell you? Stop it. Just stop. Free gifts are, you know, I can't like say no to the gift, but you know, maybe we, maybe we stop, <laughs> maybe we stop doing that. I feel like accepting the gift though, is like accepting that, like, I will convert to your religion for surely. Like that's what how surely. Okay. Maybe it. for surely. But I do think we should normalize just like taking things that people give you. Like if, you know, Can I get an example. Of well, like, <laughs> uh, Taking things people give to you. Okay, so this is such like inside baseball, but like we're talking, you know, you're talking about like Dawson's Creek and Dawson's like trying to give money. Just like take the money. Take my if rich people are trying to give you money, just take it. Yeah, they will miss it probably. Yeah, just take the stuff. If people are trying to give you stuff, just take it. That's fair. If Shirley's trying to give you a gift, just take it. I, you don't you don't need to like convert, but you know. I feel like Shirley would give out like baked goods for a present. Like she feels very much like the oh, I made you this mm-hmm. for a gift, right? Is that like, who you are as like a person? Just do you give a lot of like homemade gifts? Um, not a lot of homemade gifts. No, I would say like maybe there's one homemade gift for Christmas or something for one person. Like it's not okay. it's not often and it's not a lot. I'm, I'm like kind of crafty, but I'm not like the most crafty person, I guess. I don't know. Do you give, do you make a lot of gifts for people? I'm a big fan of making the blankets, like the tie off yes. uh, blankets. Love those. Other than that, I'm not even remotely crafty in the slightest and <laughs> would ruin anything that I touch craft Do you write people songs for gifts? No. That would be nice. That would work. I, how about, that's like a weird thing to get as a gift though. Like, oh, I got you this song. Yeah, people might think you're cheap. <laughs> yeah. Well, <Wow. laughs> like, here's the song. I, I wrote to a terribly made, like, homemade little craft. I think uh, it's more like uh, maybe you just, like, like drop it on them suddenly. You're just, like, it's not a holiday or anything. You're just like, hey, I wrote you this, like, song. So, Jess, you just want me to start writing songs for people. Is that, that's what I don't like, you're saying you should do it. I'm just saying if you ever were, like, in a pinch, you just write someone a song. Can you describe a pinch that I might be in that would require um, a song? Well, you'd have to be pretty good at improv, but let's pretend someone came over and they're like, oh, I got you something. This just made me like think of you. Here you go. And they give you something like really nice, like your favorite, like 
I don't know, whiskey or I don't, I don't know, whatever kind of alcohol you drink, whatever. They're just like, oh, here's your favorite bourbon. And they hand it over. And then you're like, oh, I thought of you and wrote this song. And you you just have to be like very good at improving that situation. Um, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) the next time that someone thinks of me and gives me my favorite bourbon. Exactly. does work i'll write them a song okay Mm -hmm. noted um and so annie says for the holidays she's gonna be at the movies with her bubby uh and troy of (laughs) course misunderstands he's like only one of them and and he's like the other one's dead and he looks terrified yeah he looks very upset (laughs) that is terrible news for troy uh especially because he named you know he liked annie's boobs so much he named a monkey after them so he's very upset to hear this news uh and abed says this semester has been long dark and angry he wants to have some light-hearted fun uh and everyone is just like we've already learned that you making the holidays brighter gives them more darkness right we've been we went we were claymation we remember being claymation that was the whole thing yeah i mean uh it's not a terrible point there uh you know it definitely did make it a little bit uh, darker and creepy (laughs) so in comes the glee club Christmas pageant is coming up. Next stop is regionals. <laughs> and I think it's Pierce who says this a few times this episode, which gotta say, great Pierce episode. Yeah. You rarely see it, but this is a surprisingly great Pierce episode where he's just like, what the hell are regionals? Why do they keep talking about regionals? <laughs> uh it's probably it's like probably my favorite bit of the whole episode of just like always saying you're going to regionals or whatever um because it just feels so it feels so accurate (laughs) it is because if you if you did watch glee they constantly talked about regionals you're like what the hell are regionals why are they always talking about regionals it's like what happens at regionals i do love the bit later that we'll get with mr rad about about Mm -hmm. and what happens after um so troy says they did fill in for glee a different year and jeff is just like sitting back and enjoying the show in a very odd way uh, we found out we found out why when Chang comes in, uh, he gives them a cease and desist. Uh, and apparently, what is the ACE ASCAP? Do you know American something something something? I have no idea. Uh, but it was very <laughs> funny the way Chang just came in there. It was like cease and desist. Uh, I loved it. Yeah, unlicensed material is being performed without the artist's permission. Uh, so they get stopped. And uh, and I think it's is it Jeff who says Merry Christmas everyone Glee Club just became History Club and every member of Glee Club flips the f out. I nearly gave my dean's list point to the guy who shoves a full on fork in his palm because I was like that guy is intense. He means business. They lost it. Yeah, they absolutely like went. They went crazy. Uh, just like right there out in the middle of everyone. It was so funny. They were like, um, I love the line of like, all right, remix coming in three, two, and then just like stop right there. Yeah. Then they just lose it. They freak out. What was it? The, the little John remixed with, um, oh, was it Elton John or something? I don't know. It was like the most ridiculous (laughs) mashup. It's good. Tiny dancer. Okay. uh and so yeah they freak out which leads the dean in the study hall to say this is the second glee club we've lost in two years they were this close to regionals 
Water regionals this close. This close. Uh, and so the Glee Club instructor wants to talk to them, and it is Mr. Radisson. Uh, he's like, I thought I told you to call me Mr. Rad or Corey. Just don't call me late to dinner unless you're serving Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good reaction uh, from the dean to that line too, because he just eats it up. He's eating it up completely. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. Um, he's played by Taryn Killam. I mean, he this guy. I feel like he's one of those guys where you're like, I've seen him. I've seen him in a lot of things. You know, he's. I feel like he was in something Disney. I don't know why that's coming to mind, but he had to have been in something Disney. He's apparently in How I Met Your Mother. Um, but yeah, this guy is in a lot of stuff. Oh, big fat liar, the Amanda show. He's in the Amanda show. That's how I know him. There you go. Typical 90s stuff. Um, but he very much gave me Glee Club director vibes. Um, who's the who's the teacher in in Glee proper? Do you remember? I forget what his name is. Will Schuster is the character name by Matthew it. Morrison. Yeah. Does he not give you Will Schuster vibes? I do think that Mr. Rad is like maybe just a touch creepier. <laughs> just like a little bit. Like, yeah, he's but- definitely um he's definitely like more like mushy gushy, I think. Like, he's very much like, let's hug, you know, vibes. Yeah, well, and even just, like, the the passive-aggressive stuff that he has, at, like, Britta as well. It's just, like, maybe dialed a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but it is funny. It's, like, the shortening name here. They really, like, go hard parrying Glee because it's, like, Will Schuster, but they call him Mr. Shoe. It's, Mr. like, a Shoe. whole Mr. Rad yeah. and Mr. Rad, you know? Yeah, Mr. Rad. And Troy says he's, like, human Froyo, which, <laughs> spot on. I love Froyo. I mean, I do too, but I mean, I'm always going to, okay. If I'm at the grocery store and I see Froyo next to ice cream, like there's zero situation in that I'm picking Froyo. Like I'm not picking Froyo ever, but if you go to like a 16 handles, I don't know if everybody has these, but it's the ones where you just like choose the ice cream that you want. And then you get to choose all the toppings on Mm -hmm. it. Right. Um, then I'll obviously get a Froyo, but I'm not picking it over ice cream. If I have the option. Would you rather go to like a Froyo place or an ice cream place? Um, ice cream for sure. Like now oh, in wow. July, I'm going to a locally owned ice cream ice cream stand. But before before like a Froyo, you don't get all like the. I guess you can get the toppings with the ice. You can cream, get the but... toppings at an ice cream place. I just prefer that if I'm going like in the dead of winter to get ice cream, that all the local ice cream stands are closed. So I'll go to like a Thirteen Handles. Sure. You're probably not going to get ice cream in the dead of winter, but I mean, maybe I you are. Maybe you myself. are. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> if I want ice cream, that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. Maybe you are. <laughs> no judgment for me. I mean, yeah, it's great all year long. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we we find out that the last Glee Club died in a bus crash. Uh, and they stepped up. The the group, the study group, stepped up when that happened. And you were the best gosh darn emergency substitutes I've ever worked with. Um. So he's like, he's really impressing upon the group that this is important. Your best won't be good enough. Ten times your best will be so bad, I'm going to yell at you. (laughs) It's like, are you trying to incentivize them to do this? Because it doesn't sound like it, Mr. Rad. Yeah, like really going hardcore here, considering these people like have no (laughs) involvement at all in this club whatsoever. This is just the the group that the dean always turns to in a time of need, you know? What does he say? Uh, there's, like, a different episode. He's like, you're the most ethnically diverse group around. Like, he's just <laughs> like, you're the perfect group for this, always. Yeah. 
probably the only ethnically diverse group. <laughs> yeah, so Jeff turns it down and Mr. Radish surprisingly just like just leaves so casually. He's like, all right, but we know. We know yeah, he has we plans. Know. So Annie's like, oh, I feel like we let him down. You know, Annie, she's always going to feel guilty about it. Um, and Shirley's just like, well, I guess we had fun last time. And Britta says it was like being on ecstasy, only instead of having pointless conversations and dancing like idiots, wait, it was exactly like being on ecstasy. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's such a good line, Reed. Yeah. Uh, Jeff says the guy's equal parts Hanson and Manson. Don't get cornered by him. Jeff is on to Mr. Rad. He knows from the get this guy's motive. He's like, he's on to him. He's like, don't get alone with this guy. He'll manipulate you with his kindness. Which I will say as a viewer, like made me like Mr. Rad more because I wanted Jeff to be wrong in his like distrust of Mr. Rad. So that's fair. Jeff I was like bought in. Jeff is like ultra wet blanket most of the time. He never he'll do almost anything to not do anything. Yeah. Like he will <laughs> do so much work to do nothing. Um, so yeah, I don't blame you. Jeff is someone who, for me, I think a lot of people enjoy Jeff as a character more than I do. So I'm with you in like wanting him to be wrong 90% of the time. Um, I really like when he gets, uh, roped in by, by Annie, of course. Um, so Abed though, he, he wants to be in on some Christmas cheer. He hears a piano and he sees Mr. Rad just playing it in the cafeteria. Um, Adam, you play piano. Is this a line that you would say, I thought I'd give her one more tinkle before I took down decorations? <sighs> tinkle is a tough word. Isn't it called use, like tickling the keys? You could like tickle the ivories. That is certainly a phrase that's used. Did um, you use that phrase? <laughs> I have I have used that phrase. Although <laughs> I I guess I, I would like never say, oh, these keys need one more tickle to <laughs> I don't think I'd ever do that, but I—I I guess I would do that before I would say they need one more tinkle. Yeah, tinkle is, is not a word I would use with piano playing. I just—I couldn't help but notice that he said that. I get one more tinkle before I took down decorations. What? Yeah, I mean he's clinging on. This is everything he really wanted. This Christmas pageant—they were mm -hmm. a shoe in for regionals, and now everything—everything everything is ruined. Yep, and he says, uh, you know, he, this is when he starts roping Abed, and he says, I see a lot of myself in you. You care about your friends, and you wish they cared more about each other. That's not an easy position to be in sometimes, mm. but you could give them the best Christmas gift. And we get our first, like, big musical number beyond Glee Club being tragic. Uh, <laughs> this song kills me. Uh, Glee, it's a feeling you get when your brain finally lets your heart get in its pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my favorite line from this song is everything's better when cameras are spinning. Like, it's just, it's so perfect. It's so spot on. Um, and I really do think it, it heightens, like it, it gives you an awareness of Danny Pudi's like dancing skills. Cause he can dance. He can. Uh, yeah, he, he certainly can more than you would ever expect, especially considering the vast majority of the time we don't even see these characters legs. Um, but I loved it, and I totally agree, Just that line of, like, everything's better when the camera's spinning. There's only so many ways you can, like, really film someone singing a song. Yeah. And it's always spinning. <laughs> always spinning. Constantly. Always yeah. It's so good. It's all, I'll understand every scene because they'll sing what they mean instead of making a face. Glee! It's, so, it's such a good one. <laughs> I mean, if we were ranking songs, this isn't, like, the top of my list in terms of the songs of this episode. 
but I do think it might be one of the most earwormy of the songs because it's very easy to just shout out glee and then start singing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, it would be tough to rank these songs. They're all so good. Well, maybe we should, maybe we should attempt to. So this maybe one's number should. one for now. Okay. So it starts at one. Okay. Starts at one. Um, Abed's in, he's going to recruit his friends. So he leaves. And of course, Mr. Radish looks evil. And we get the little, uh, if you did watch Glee, you'll know it's, it's like, um, if you, you know, it's like the la as they like go from scene to scene. And we get that at the end. It's the little touches are so good in this episode. Yeah. They really, they really get the details. So, so right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're now in the apartment and Troy notices Abed looks gleeful. Uh, and Ahmed wants Troy to do the pageant, but Troy's like, we hate Glee Club. Plus, I'm a Jehovah's Witness and I can't celebrate Christmas. But Abed has found a loophole. Uh, what if you were a Jehovah's Witness that was merely pretending to be into Christmas, gathering clues and blending in to take down the holidays from within? And we get an insane rap. Like, I feel like this is... Her, I mean, we know Donald Glover, right? Like, we know he's amazing. We know he's mm-hmm. talented. Like, yet again, let him show off his chops. This is a great song. It's fast, but like, once you know the words and you actually listen to them, so clever. It's spot on amazing. Yeah, it's like very accessible to the listener. Um, and it does such a good job, I think, of like combining the tone of Abed's attempt here to like get into Troy's mind and like get him involved in this glee, get him involved in the music and like use that style of music as a way to get him in. Yeah. Um, and not for nothing, uh Danny Putty also does a really good job in this song. Underrated. Like obviously we knew Donald Glover would be amazing, but Danny Putty like kills it. I think my favorite line from this song is if years were seasons, this decision December would be the December of our December. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's Such so dumb great. Line. Um, but I mean, yeah, if you're telling me like, okay, Adam, you're going to do a rap here about Christmas and you're going to be, you know, doing it as a duet with Donald Glover. I'd be like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, shit my pants immediately. <laughs> there's no way that's what's happening right yeah. now. And he yeah. just nails it. It's so good. It's amazing. I think I would rank this one above the Abed alone because it's just you have. I mean, you have Donald Glover rapping on a show. Come yeah. on, come it's on. tough to beat this. It's tough. I, yeah. yeah, this is certainly above. I think it's really good. Um, Annie comes in and she's just like, "Oh my gosh, you're rapping! Like, can I rap with you?" And they say yes. And she's like, "Wait a minute, you guys never <laughs> let me rap with you." <laughs> but then, like, how often does this happen? <laughs> Yeah, I love the implication that it happens all the time, and Annie mm-hmm. like always wants to be involved in doing it. And they're like, "No, it's just us rapping." Uh, she and then they said, "Well, we're going to need all hands on deck if we're going to go to regionals." <laughs> always regionals. Uh, so Annie's just like, "Okay, I have to study. Like, see you later." Uh, and so she's in the hallway. She's telling the rest of the group, "I caught them doing country western mashups and talking about regionals," which again, the country western mashup, like done a lot on glee like yeah yeah, it's again the homages are really just completely overt but very funny and spot on um and so they get to study hall and it is set up like the glee classroom if you've seen glee you know what i mean it's on the like what are those like called the risers you know like steps up with the chairs they have the hats they have the random piano guys sitting in the room (laughs) 
just absolutely killed me just when they walked in. There's the three rows of chairs. It's just the guy sitting at the piano. Like, it's nothing. Uh, that's, like, such a, a trope on Glee. There's, like, always a piano guy there who is able to just somehow miraculously know every yeah, song that they're trying to sing. paid all the time, too? Like, he's just paid 24-7 to be at their beck and call at a piano at all times. I don't know. It sort of sounds like the dream, to be honest with you, Jess. Like, that, that feels like an ideal scenario. To either be the one at the piano or be the one who has someone at the piano all yes, the time for you. Yeah, both. Yeah, I would like both. <laughs> that would be great. And so he's just sitting there and they're very confused. Um, and Troy and Abed come in and they're like, we need the space to practice for the pageant. Uh, and he's just like, listen, I hear your negativity, but can I counter with this? Who hates Glee? Listen to how that sounds. Glee literally means Glee. <laughs> it's a compelling argument. Uh, <laughs> say glee means happy just glee means glee that's it it's the whole argument um so they decide that i feel like they make a good choice in who they're going to target next pierce is the easiest one to rope in so they're like easy enough uh they're like pierce your generation invented music uh, and I think it's Annie who's just like, they're trying to pander you to your demographics. Well-documented historical vanity. Persist. <laughs> you know, his immediate response is, well, I don't know about invented, perfected, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so, it's such, instantly. It's instantly. so funny. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny from Pierce. And I really like that uh, Troy and Abed are using this, like, against Pierce, but also to get him into the Glee Club. So, like, it's not actually that nefarious, but also, like, it's, it's yeah. just very good awareness of, of the cast. And I really yeah. like that. Uh, so they start singing. They start off with, like, Santa Claus being born in 1945. <laughs> he had a boogie, boogie, Coca-Cola, army jive. And so then they go into, like, uh, like Beatles um mccartney baby the baby boomer santa i think is the one that gets in my head the most like baby boomer santa thank you for mtv (laughs) and then we get chevy chase singing like you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome for everything in the world (laughs) so extra and they rope him in. Where do we think of this song? Where would you place this um, between uh, when you have Abed and Troy rapping and Abed's Glee song? Where would you place this? Like, oh my uh, gosh. What do you, I don't even know what you would call this. The the generations of music. I don't know. I always call it Baby Boomer Santa. Okay, Baby um, Boomer Santa. It's just, it's so good. It's This is so hard to rate them because I really like it. And then I'm just like remembering the other two. Yeah. It's me and them. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Burn his bra, man. Oh, and Pierce, I, Pierce's like face as he's like trying to resist the music going forward. Yeah. He's like sweating. His eyes are getting big. He's, oh man, I guess I have to put this one third, but it's like a begrudging third because I think it's, I think it's so good. I think I might put it second. I think I would put it above the the first Glee. I think I, I just love the. I love the outfit changes. <laughs> uh, they're all they're just really people great. There to put guitars. On. Did you see the random girl spinning the disco ball? Just, so did you pay her? Stuff. Like, did you just randomly give her money to spin a disco ball for you? The support cast is so good. Yeah, just like, of course they're there whenever they need them. And when I love when um, I think it's I think it's Abed. Is he even like the Charlie Brown thing where he's like? Yeah. His, 
um Danny Pudi has very skinny legs and so watching him like wiggle his legs around I don't know somehow like it, it tickles my funny bone it's very yeah, funny it works um it tinkles your ivories it tinkles sure. my ivory yes <laughs> uh, so they hook in Pierce and the rest of the group is like slowly backing <laughs> out of the room like Homer Simpson gifting it out of there uh it's it's great uh so we're we're in glee club now and abit's like we have pierce um and so he's talking to mr rad about like the pageant and mr rad's like oh great for the christmas queen hopefully we can get shirley or annie they both have great strong voices natural vibratos and abit's like oh yeah there's Britta too and he's like yeah and he just moves on and then abit's like why does she have a leaf on her head and he smacks his hand <laughs> He's like, she's a Christmas tree. <laughs> she's a tree. <laughs> um, the animosity towards Britta cracks me up in this episode because she's like the one obvious one who like, because it's it, right? The trope is like, oh, everybody is very good at singing in this small group of friends except Britta who sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so good. Yeah, he's like natural vibrato. She's a tree. And she just like throws it up there. It's so good. He plays it so well. Yeah. Uh, and so Annie comes in and she's just like, who authorized you to rearrange our study room? Who do you think you are anyway? And all three of them like zoom in on Annie. Uh, and so we're like, oh, they probably got Annie too. Which brings us to the student lounge where Shirley, Britta, and Jeff are talking about how scary everything is. And he's like, Jeff, I need to talk to you. I know what Mr. Rat is up to. You have to see something. Uh, she brings him into a dressing closet, changes into like a sexy claws outfit. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe this. Uh, she says, we're shooing for regionals, right? <laughs> Jeff's just like an unamused face as he's still sitting in that chair. It, it kills me every time. Annie, you too. This is beneath you. You're an intelligent woman and you're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> she just like prances out like it's nothing. Yeah. I got to say, I sing this song the most. I mean, I am an Annie lover, obviously, self-proclaimed Annie lover. I just, I love, it's so stupid. Teach me how to understand um, Christmas. It's so stupid. The, um, What is it? Uh, tell me what to deck. Because I forgot. Blaine hoodie, understand you Christmas. <laughs> Mistletoe for Edie tastes good. <laughs> You smarty me dumb. How pretty, have fun. A poopy doopy doop boop sex. It's just, it's just like she puts like the stocking on her head. It's just like this whole thing. And Jeff with the line of like everyone repeats this line. I think where he's just like, you hit a point of diminishing diminishing returns on the sexiness. Like it's so like. I, sometimes community is very subtle in its humor and sometimes it just like literally takes a mallet to your face and this is one of those times where it's just hitting you over the head with it and it works so well here it's amazing yeah and then like of course the thing that i quote all the time what's the dominion when the rhythm is there i almost wrote that in my notes but i'm like how the hell do you even spell that <laughs> Smash the keyboard. Smash keyboards. <laughs> it's so good. This is my number one. Like, I, I can't even help it. I know it's not, like, the most brilliantly, like, written, right? The lyrics aren't as, like, impressive as some of the other ones. 
but is by far the one I sing the most. Um, What's a Christmas Eve? Is that Santa's lady? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think I have this one, too, after the rap. That's fair. It's but totally it's, it's fair. It's up there. It's very up there. They're all so good. There's not, they don't yeah. miss when they do a song this episode, which is, you know, one of the things that I yeah. also really love. And needless to say, Allison Brie, fantastic. Like, yeah. So good. So good. Oh, so she's roped Jeff in. Uh, we have Shirley and Britta tell Pierce to stay back. He brought in a ton of children. And this song, I got to say, also an earworm, uh, as much as like it's not really as much my vibe, right? Like, there's some magic in the air around us. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and Shirley's immediately like, oh, my God. And I just I love how she is like calling out to them, too. And she's like, it feels like a very special birthday. And they're just like the when they say that the public school <laughs> won't teach us not to pray. She's like, they don't. They don't. They're not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. This is uh, my favorite one. I think this is just it's so incredible. Um, I, I and even more than that. I love like I said before with the Ovid and Troy like convincing Pierce and then this being how Pierce convinces um uh surely yeah. uh it's just so good it's just like yes they have like an understanding of each other and like pierce just standing there with his smug face as these kids are singing yeah and then honestly like the drop at the end of just like jesus christ jesus christ yeah jesus happy christ. birthday jesus it's like a bop it's yeah a, i mean it's I think, actually so good i think this one gets bolstered a bit because if it nicole brown oh my she god sing. Like, she seriously. can belt like it is they don't utilize her enough in that way honestly make Shirley sing in every episode <laughs> make her join choir like I want to hear it it's so good and you're right this song uh I just it's both wonderful because it's so manipulative yeah. and also because at the end it really is a bop where it's like happy birthday Jesus happy cut birthday the cake, cut the cake, cut the cake. Cut the cake, my lord it's, like, it's so good yeah <laughs> I'm like vibing it makes yeah. no sense it makes absolutely That's no sense at all it's one of those ones that you sing and then you're like what the hell did yeah. I just sing did I just cut the cake my lord like <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Like when we go to people's birthday parties, when they start cutting the cake, you're like, cut the cake, cut the cake, cut the, cut the cake, my lord. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And the kids like facial expressions while she's singing behind them. They're like so into it. I don't know if yeah. you saw the kid, but he was like, he was grooving down there. Yeah. Yeah. This is my number one. It's so good. I think I have to do Annie's still number one, but this is my two because I do think I sing this one. Like I can sing along with this one, obviously more than I can sing along to the rap. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. Like I cannot rap. <laughs> you don't have the whole rap memorized. I don't, I should, but I, I, it was never the one that I like wanted to learn like the Annie song and this one for me much more my speed than okay. the rap, even though I love the rap. And I do have the, this December. <laughs> if the line with the four Decembers. In yes. It, very okay. easy for me to know. Yep. Um, so yeah, so they hook in Shirley uh, and Britta goes to find Jeff. She's like, they got Shirley. It's just the two of us. And Jeff just goes, ah, and it zooms in on his mouth. It's so great. And then you get everyone popping out. Ah, oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. I love the idea that this is all Jeff had to do to convince Britta. Yeah. 
I just like, like one uh <laughs> yeah that's fair i also think it's like they got everybody else so yeah. like what's Britta gonna do at this point right yeah. like and the best part is when you think about it like no one really recruited Britta like no <laughs> like it wasn't like Mr. Rad was probably like leave Britta leave Britta for last we don't we don't really care yeah, if we don't have the tree that we don't have the tree you know it's... <laughs> I can't wait to talk about her outfit too the, the quote-unquote tree <laughs> um <laughs> That's so, stupid. That's so great. So, great. Um, so we're at the Christmas pageant, and Mr. Rat is so excited they saved the pageant. Uh, and Jeff's like, Oh, I hope we can repay you by making it to regionals. He's like, if we make it to regionals, if we win regionals, it's straight on to sectionals. Then a week later is semis, then semi-regionals, then regional semis, then national lower zone semis. Yeah. I, such it's such a good video. He says it with such a straight face. I'm just like <laughs> all these different kinds of regionals. Oh man, it's it a does, brilliant line. Yeah. It makes no sense. I love the flip flopping of semi regionals and then regional semis. Regional semis, of course. Yes, it's brilliant. And Abed, of course, being Abed, being the sweet Abed that he is, is like, oh, I thought we were just doing this for Christmas. Like he is in it for the bit. He is a committed bit person. But he is like, no more than that. This is just for the show. You know, this is just for his own personal satisfaction. He's like, this is just for Christmas, right? And Mr. Radis is like, this is forever. This is who we are. <laughs> this is everything. Uh, I mean, I really liked it, uh, even from Ambed, because really at the end of the day, like how we got into it was that he wanted to spend time with his friends around Christmas. And like, this was a, yeah. a quote unquote easy or effective way to do that. And so... Now it's turning into something much, much bigger. When, yeah. I mean, when we start talking about regional semis, Jess, that I mean, that's that's, that's the big serious business. business. Yeah, we're really... only the best get to compete in the regional semis. Yes, and the semi regionals. Well, semi regionals are pretty. You know, they're easier to beat than the regional semis. For Absolutely, sure. yeah, yeah. Serious business when you get there. Uh, and so you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Pitch Perfect when they have the the two, like the man and the woman up in the corner, like commentating on them. It feels like they'd be very into this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh wow, two amazing characters from such an amazing movie. Yeah. That I need to rewatch that movie. I remember looking for it on streaming recently and it wasn't available, and I was like, excuse me? Like, what is this nonsense? Do you remember the time when everyone was doing that cup song? Like literally everybody was doing that cup song. Yeah. What do you mean? Remember Jess? I did it this morning. I <laughs> Can you <laughs> still not, can you not do the cup song? Um, I think it would take me a few like tries to, to do it, but I don't know that I could do it this. Like, I don't know that I could do it right now without any practice. Dang. Okay. I really you definitely I could. I definitely could. I've done it yeah. so many times. I know the words to the song. It would be the tapping that would mess me up. Mm, okay. You know? And the flipping. Well, it's, yeah, less a flip and more. It's like okay. a spin. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a, you know, a flip to turn. <laughs> a tinkle. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's only stuff you we do don't tinkle the cup. <laughs> we only tinkle ivories over here. Uh, so Abed is Abed and he's a genius. And he's like, I know. I know immediately how to screw everything up. So he goes to Britta. He's like, you have to be the mouse king. She's like, I thought I was supposed to be the mute tree. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, but what are the lyrics? And Abed says, they're in your heart, Britta. <laughs> Classic, they're in your heart. She doesn't question it. She goes, right, da-doy. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of 
course they're in my heart. That Dodoy is one of my favorites of all of the Brita Dodoys. Uh, it's just so great. She's just like, Dodoy. Uh, and then we get the one of, like, I think I'm fairly certain Jim Rash ad-libbed this um, in the show. And one of the best ad-libs, honestly, in any show, is he just looks at the, what is it called? The little pamphlet that like you the get? Program, program. The program. playbill or whatever. Yeah. Oh, Brit is in this? <laughs> The it's, look of disgust on his face. It's so messed up. It's so awful. Like, the amount that people trash on Britta is so sad, but it's so uh, funny. It's, it's so it? funny because, like, presumably a day ago, Britta was in his office and he was begging her to be a part of this. Yeah. Like, of course Britta's in it. Yeah. Oh, it's Britta's just so good. Um, and then so Britta comes out on stage, and I do love the little bit of a throwback to uh, um, to uh, oh my gosh, the dice one, my brain is melting. Um, I do love the throwback where she just goes, I got a Christmas time for me, I got a Christmas time for a tree, <laughs> me so Christmas, me so merry. Oh, the me so merry gets me, <laughs> and she's like, the dancing is so much. <laughs> so she's just like flailing around um i have to say the setup to her coming out that like and then like like it's such a good build-up yeah to like this is gonna be an epic song like it was gonna be really good and i really wish that like we could have seen what it was going to be it or something i would have loved to have seen it and then just like it's so awkward when <laughs> comes out on the stage and you can just tell everyone's like cringing so hard. They oh, didn't even man. bother trying to give her a cute costume. They gave her a full like poop brown <laughs> bodysuit. Like full so head to leotard, long sleeves, pants. And like if I um like if I'm in this outfit, I'm so self-conscious, but she plays it off like a champ, just like me so Christmas, me so merry. Like it's so amazing. she even like backstage when Abib was talking, she's like so into it and so yeah. committed to like being a part of this that she was like, Yeah, it's in my heart. And then she gets out there and just like tries and sells it. Yeah. Uh, and, but it's so bad. <laughs> and Mr. Rad loses his mind. He freaks out. He's like, You're the worst. So Dean gets up on stage and he's just like, oh, let Britta sing her awkward song. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Rad just loses it. He's like, this show is supposed to be gleeful and bright and fun. And you can let me do that or there can be another brush crash. Uh, and we find out he cut the brake lines on us. <laughs> By another one of my favorite lines of this entire show of him saying, I'm not saying I killed the glee clock. <laughs> I have done that so many times with my friends. We would just like be quitting. I'm not saying I killed the Glee Club, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the way he says it is so good. It's so good because Abba's just like, oh, maybe Jeff's right. Like maybe forcing things to be bright just makes the darkness underneath <laughs> even darker. It's all my fault. Huh. Uh, so we see him leave. He's in his apartment. He makes his fancy buttered noodles, and then he's watching Inspector Space Time. And he's like, yeah, this is terrible. Like, this is actually really bad. Um, but he hears singing, and the group is outside of his door uh, with this, like, really cute little Christmas carol. They all come in. Jeff says, it's been a dark semester. I basically killed a guy, and I kind of attacked you guys with a fire axe. I'm thinking about seeing a new shrink. 
And Britta like looks at it and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? No, truly, that would be wild. Uh, and so they all gather around to watch Inspector Space Time together. Uh, and I love the, the a song at the end. It's like Noel, Noel, and it ends with "We'll see you all after regionals." It's so good. It's, it's so great. good. It's like the perfect note to end it on because you know, like you get the callback joke of regionals, and it's like a sweet moment at the end. Here, they're like all together as friends. They're watching the show. Abed's got his noodles. Uh, it all kind of worked out. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, we still have Mr. Rad seemingly on the lamb, but you know. Well, you know. Besides that. We'll deal with that um, later. And then we get our end scene, uh, which is just like its own little song. We get the Christmas balls. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Chang, <laughs> chang, chang. <laughs> Pop the pops. My name is Alex. And then you have Leonard with his raspberries. Uh, Mary, 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 Chang, Miss uh and uh and then i think the end is like ding dong <laughs> definitely yeah. a street ahead it's worth oh yeah it's, it's so not good. even close this is it's one of my favorites uh it's it's so good it's really and fun chain getting battered around by the cat yeah we love to see it honestly yeah. we love to see that happen so yeah streets ahead it's really good this episode is so fun it's just <clears throat> non-stop like Again, I think the thing that impresses me so much about Community is how much they can pack into a 20-minute, 22-minute sitcom. They fit in, like, four amazing songs, a uh, like, a storyline that works. It makes sense to go from A to B and just chock full of jokes every second. Like, if you knew Glee at all, even, like, uh, by secondhand acknowledgement, right? Like, even if you were in a room when someone was watching it, you understand all of these jokes. And it didn't feel forced or rushed, too. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes, and, and Community usually does this really well, but sometimes when they parody other shows, at least to me, it can it can sometimes feel like a little forced or like they're really pushing this or it's not like a perfect one for one. They're like trying their best. This felt yeah. so easy and natural of just how they, how they set it up. Uh, and that many songs in a 20-minute episode, I mean, that's no joke. And it's not like they were short songs it's not like they were 10 yeah. 15 second songs they were like minutes and so you know uh it was just so good i love this episode so much jess it's it's just incredible i think i love it more the more times i watch it i watched it twice today and i i still love it so much like i just think you know every show kind of has their holiday if you will right so i think friends nailed the thanksgiving episodes Community nailed the Christmas episodes. They're, I mean, obviously the paintball episodes, but that's not a holiday. Paintball isn't a holiday. So I think that they just like, they nail Christmas. They know what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so good. It's so funny. The songs are such earworms and they're all brilliant. Um, just like the, the jokes per minute, the JPM in this episode is off the charts. Um, it's nonstop. It's like front to back. I am having a really good time watching this episode for now, yeah. like the hundredth, whatever time I've seen it. It's still so good every single time. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some F community feedback. Uh, we've got a note here from essayist Riley who says, this is the absolute funniest episode of community. I think part of what makes it so funny is that this is only the only true parody episode of community. 
As Dan Harmon and Abed in Universe has said, they consider the concept episodes homages. They are doing an episode on something, a show or movie that they love and making it hysterical while trying to honor it. As we all know, Dan Harmon hated Glee. So this episode is a straight up vicious parody of Glee. And I think it honestly makes for the funniest episode in the history of the show. Love yeah. it. Funniest episode in the history of the show. I uh, totally agree. Yeah. I think the songs elevate it in a way that like not many shows can pull off. A lot of shows do musical episodes, but they're very serious, right? Like they're, yeah. it's, it's not treated like we're doing really funny songs. It's treated like we're supposed to believe this is all actually happening. Like, remember, like Grey's Anatomy did a musical song. Like, <laughs> Well, uh, like you said, I mean, a lot of shows have done it, but usually the musical is like to represent that we're going deeper or we're getting more emotional or we're like diving somewhere else. Here, yeah. it's like, we're just like absolutely making fun of this other show. Even the even the line we didn't even talk about it when we were going through it is uh, Trey and Abed are, are trying to get Pierce to come there. You know, Jeff is upset of any feeling and, and Trey and Abed are like, yeah, that's a totally valid feeling. Sing about it. No. Yeah. And it's just like they're they're poking fun at the songs and the songs are not used to dive deeper, but to rather enhance the episode and the experience uh, yeah. as well. So I uh, totally agree with this feedback from Riley. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Jink says, I watch the Christmas episodes each season and this one is my favorite. It has some tremendous humor and fantastic music. The whole thing is fun front to back. There's some nice symbology in the premise and theme matching. The study group finds joy in each other in dark times and is Cynical satire of Glee is a fun and heartwarming episode. Yeah, totally agree. This episode has had, let me tell you, the amount of fours that were sent in, uh, four uh, cools were sent in on this episode is 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 a testament to how fun this episode truly is. I have to, I have to look. Um, that'll be something maybe I'll do for next week is look and see which Christmas episode ranks the highest. I want to say it's this one of between this Abed's uncontrollable Christmas and the, the first one in the first season. I think this probably has the most fours at least. Um, I hope it is this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, last feedback is in from the wise crack boopy doopy doop boop bandit uh, <laughs> says, Oh, Britta's in this. That was standing. This episode is fall la nominal. A satire and glee that gets delightfully discordant when it turns into invasion of the body snatchers. Each song has fun with its perspective targets character flaws, and most of them are actually bops to boot. Uh, though I love how they cut when Troy is the third harmony hiding behind the door. I'm curious what you think any song would have been about had the seed scene played out. Yeah, uh, it's one of the only two that we don't see, right? We don't see Annie's and then we don't see Britta's um, mm -hmm. at the end. I don't know. It's a really good question. Uh, I think that like it, it was an easier choice to not like have them be convincing any for a song because I think that's probably harder to do and less obvious than the other ones. You're um, right. Yeah, because we have like Troy gets Abbott or Abbott gets Troy in instantly. Easily. It takes nothing to to convince him. Shirley is obvious with having the kids talking about Jesus. Pierce, you just have to pander to him, basically. Jeff, you know, uh, let your chest hang out a little bit, and he's probably in. Like, it takes, you know, be sexy. That's, that's it. That's all it takes, and especially because it's Annie. Well, I was going to say, I think the problem is that it would have been very easy had they gotten Jeff already for Jeff to then go get Annie in a song, but it, it kind of makes sense either way, and so they they went yeah. with Annie first. I mean, yeah, there are I things think, to do, I right? They could have right. just, think... like, appealed to her you know, nice nature and what have like, you we know, really done, like, need a your help, story. Annie. Yeah. Like, nothing without you. Exactly. Yeah. I could see that being it. Um, also 
news, breaking news, uh, live from April. She has given me the numbers. This one is currently number one. So this episode is a 3.98. The season two Christmas episode, a 3.92. And season one was around a 3.4. So they're all still very high, though. I mean, numbers-wise, they're all really high. So uh, 3.44 for season one. So, I mean, they're it proves that they're really good at making Christmas episodes of the show. And yeah, it's so interesting. I think it really depends on what you value more. I think the claymation is, I mean, so much work and effort. And I, it's more of like a, a heartwarming episode than it is a funny yeah. episode. And that's probably why this one's a little bit above it. Um, it's just a different type of episode. It's like, yeah. you know, it, it's more to personal preferences versus like the actual quality of the episode itself. Cause they're both two amazing episodes. Yeah. So, so great. Um, let's get into some meow meows. Adam, why don't you tell us your meow meows first? Jess, I don't know what that chuckle is for Jess. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and even throughout this podcast, I'm like trying to think of a situation under which I am not giving five meow meow beans to everyone and i just i just can't do it i don't know who wouldn't get it i don't know why they wouldn't get it i suppose an argument could be made uh for chang but even right at the very beginning we didn't even talk about this when he like breaks up the other glee club we cut and he's like laughing hysterically at them and like pointing at them like making fun of them it's so funny uh everyone in the show gets five meow meow beans from me today so wild. I mean, like, I'm not, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. The one I will quibble with is Chang. Like, how he ends up getting five when he didn't even sing. He sang like a tiny The outro song. is so good, though. Chang, Chang, It's like, Chang. yeah, it's good. But, like, we didn't rank that one. I think, for me, that one is, is last just because the others are so much better. Uh, It's, <sighs> it's good. It's tough. They're all so good. Uh, it pro- I mean, it probably is last, but like last on this list is still really freaking It's still like good. an 8 out of 10. Yeah. 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 Um. So for my meow meows, I gave almost everybody straight fives. I gave the Dean and Pierce four and a halves because while Pierce did make me laugh, I don't think he made me, he didn't make me laugh as hard as everyone else. And beyond the Dean's like, oh, Britta's in this. Like he didn't really make me laugh too hard either. And Chang got a two. Chang was there. He did a serviceable job at what he did do, but he's barely there. Everyone else gets fives. I have to differentiate something somehow. Yeah. Um, so uh, most people got fives for me, though, which is going to still keep Britta. She maintains her lead at 122 right now, but Abed is hot on her tail at 121. This is definitely the tightest our character rankings have been across three seasons. Um, I feel like Abed was leaps and bounds ahead in season one, same with Troy in two. So I'm really excited to see what happens, which how it shakes out. Like the top five are all very tight together. So uh, absolutely amazing. On to our Dean's list. Um, I chose the killer madman himself, Mr. Rad. <laughs> he cracks me up. He's the reason we got all these musical numbers. We love to see it. I suppose that is true that he he is the reason we got these musical numbers. But you know who else contributed to helping us get these musical numbers? The guy who was just in the room ready to play the piano at a moment's notice uh, at the drop of a hat like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Mine goes to the piano man over there. 
not only because I love the concept of a glee club, just having a guy who can play piano just like them. The fact that they got someone with the same exact hairstyle and like literally could have been the guy. It could have been the same guy. It wasn't the same guy, but like it could have been the same guy. Literally, I thought it was the same guy. I thought they just because. Like, um, famously, they share a lot with Glee mm-hmm. when they filmed Community. And I literally thought they just grabbed him off the street and were like, come on, bud, come sit at our piano. And he was like, oh, a piano? I must have to sit here. This, this is, is my where job. I go. Yeah, this yeah. is what I do. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Uh, we've been talking about, like, the drag parody the whole time. But, like, that is such a one-to-one. Uh, and it yeah. worked for me so well. Yeah. Plus, of course, you had to, given your Twitter handle, you had to choose Piano Man. Of right? course. Like yes. it was, he tinkles the ivories. Tinkles the ivories. <laughs> Never going to think about that phrase the same again. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You're um, for everything in the world. <laughs> uh, so we still have the Vice Dean and Garrett tied for first at four points. We're really giving out a nice, sp- a nice even spread of Dean's List points this season. Um, time to get into some cool, cool, cool coolant system here. Episode rating out of cool, uh, out of cools, four cools. I, of course, gave this a four. Come on, come on. It's such an easy four. It's so great. It's brilliant. Gets a four. I just, I would like to know who did not give this episode a four. I will not be revealing that, but someone did not give it a four. I have some words for whoever that is because this to me is like such an easy four front to back. It's just incredible. Uh, a standout four. Yeah, so that's going to bring the audience has it at a 3.93. If you love this episode and want that number to go up, send in your ratings. Do you it. only get a few. It's math. I don't know how to math, but I know that the less amount you get, the more each individual number matters. There the, you go. The, the less okay. of uh, ratings you get, the more each individual rating matters. Yes. More, yeah. So everyone just send in your fours. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, send in your ratings, community at poshorrecaps.com, or uh, just tag me in our Discord and I'll add you in. Uh, so the audience is at a 3.93, bringing this one to a 3.98, which means this is 0.01 behind Remedial Chaos Theory. We love to see it. To get yeah. those, those are high, high numbers in season three. Absolutely amazing. I do think this is like where it rightfully belongs. I wouldn't be mad if it tied with Remedial Chaos Theory, but I just think Remedial Chaos Theory is such an elite episode um, for what it does, even if it's not um, like the funniest, right? This is a funnier episode than that. But that episode is like, just come on. It's brilliant, you know? Yeah, it just depends on what you're watching for. And I think like uh, to sum everything up, this episode of Community is what I am watching Community for. And I think it does it better than any other episode of Community does. So it's the best. Yeah, this is such a great episode of Community. And this was such a great episode of Community Building. Look at what we can we can do things when Josh I think we made it to regionals. Wait, oh my God, can we make it to regional semis? Oh, it's gonna be tough. We're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to go this. We're gonna have to really push it. Ten times our best is not gonna be good enough. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get semis, then semi regionals, then regional semis, and then maybe, maybe yeah. we'll get to national lower zone semis. <laughs> maybe we'll try. <laughs> we'll do our best. Yes, this was so much fun. Josh will be back. We'll be back next week. So don't don't worry. If you missed Josh, he he shall be returning shortly. But we do have news, everyone. If you love 
PSR, Posher Recaps, and you want to support the podcast, obviously you could do that just by listening, liking, subscribing, all of those things. You could join our patron discord, like I said before, PosherRecaps.com slash Patreon if you want to do so. Um, But we also have launched merch recently. Woo! Super exciting. PosherRecaps.com slash store. There's some really cute items in there. There's a PSR t-shirt. I love the, the coloring of everything in like very like blues and grays and reds. Um, very use, universally appealing. We have some mugs, some coffee mugs, the Wigglers Wombats hat. If you don't have one and you really want one, you can now buy one. Um, so check that out. PosherRecaps.com slash store. Eventually we will have more items, but we're starting with a small store for now um pick up anything that you like uh just uh, i've heard from josh i don't have a t-shirt yet i will be getting one but i've heard they're super soft and comfortable and i mm. felt the community building sweatshirt so i fully believe that yes the community building sweatshirt is elite it is so soft i mean i'm it's it's july right now so i'm in a tank top yeah. but let me tell you when i turn up the ac extra high that's the sweatshirt i reach for so, um, Adam, this was so much fun. Where can people hear more from you on Post Show Recaps and beyond? Yes, all over the place. You can find me on Twitter at PianomanAdam1, uh, which is where I will try to keep everyone up to date of what I'm doing. But also here on the Post Show Recaps Network, uh, I am podcasting with Brooklyn Zed about Final Fantasy VII. Um, so if you have ever thought to yourself, gosh, uh, what if Adam podcasted about a video game that he knew nothing about and also was absolutely terrible at? Uh, that's what you can find over there <laughs> podcasting about Final Fantasy VII. I'm I'm so bad at this game. Uh, Zed has so much patience with me going through it as I'm failing miserably. Um, but we're having a ton of fun over there. You can check us out uh, weekly. Uh, and then the other place you can find me is over at One Indescribable Podcast, where we are talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend with Todd and Lindy. Um, by the time this drops, we will be releasing our uh, penultimate episode of Season 3 with a uh, very special guest, Martha, from the Real Weird Sisters. Um, and then next week, we have our final episode of Season 3, where you can see a familiar face, Jess Sterling. Oh my uh, gosh, what a great us. guest. Yeah, certainly, <laughs> yeah, easily... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> top top tier guests. Uh, we uh, we talk with Jess about the season three finale. So take a look out for that. You can find us on Twitter at one cxg podcast. Amazing. Uh, you can find me here at Posha Recaps. Of course, I am here every week with Josh Wiggler. Um, I also recently guested on the Westworld Feedback Podcast, the Stranger Things Feedback Podcast. If you want to listen to either of those, um, I'm guested on. Uh, one indescribable podcast and then i have some things coming down the pipe a little bit later so keep an eye out you can find me at the just sterling on twitter and of course you can always hear me over at shit 90 shows taught me where we're talking dawson's creek boy meets world uh we recently talked to my cousin Vinny, which is such an outstanding film i'm gonna watch it like seven more times in the next couple of years i guarantee it um we have more coming down the line there as well so keep an eye out over at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram um and as for next week here on community building josh will be back we will be covering season three episode 11 urban matrimony and the sandwich arts uh with the one and only gordon holmes so that's going to be super fun can't wait for that next week um we appreciate you all for listening we hope you're able to subscribe like leave us a little rating and review buy something in the merch store if you want to support the podcast we appreciate you all for listening and on that note Corey b take us away this is a show in season three. If you didn't know, we included the 
jazz here till it ends. Meet up to pass or fail, dream deal with all of our friends. The brightest timeline's here to shine the way. Community building is here to stay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.